all the good things. We got all the good things. It is our Jordan Year podcast. You can't have a name spelled like spaghetti pasta and not say it like that. <laughs> you heard it here first. All the good things podcast bringing you the best dessert of all time. I hope these stories inspire you to get creative and innovative and never stop searching for ways to reconnect and reunite with the ones you love. I bet the patient was one of those angels. Big, safe, COVID-19, brilliant hugging contraption. That sounds like hot tub time machine. They're itty bitty teeny weeny chicken nuggets. Oh my god, I can imagine it. (laughs) Hello everyone, welcome to All the Good Things Podcast. We're a podcast that shares good stories every Monday. And we have exciting news coming out. Drum roll. We've got merch coming soon. Yes, we do. Esme and I have had so much fun working on designs and putting together quotes from all of our episodes that really resonate with us and hopefully with you. So be on the lookout by following our Instagram and our website at www.allthegoodthingspodcast.com to see what merch is coming out and how you can maybe win some. And here's the extra great news. Every single purchase of our apparel will add more good things to the world because all of the profits that we're going to make from it are going to feed directly into the costs that we have to produce this podcast on a regular basis. So it's just going to support us with those costs and it'll help us keep putting out good stories every single week. So thank you in advance. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that you think they're cute and that you want to get a comfy, cozy t-shirt or sweatshirt to wear. We can't wait to see you rock those shirts. Also, this is episode number 23. It is our Jordan Year podcast. Ooh. (laughs) I totally made Esme say that. I was like, you have to share that. It's so good. I only know that because I recently turned 23. And I discovered that that's your Jordan year. So now if you're celebrating a 23rd birthday, you are extra special listening to this podcast right now. Episode 23, it's for you. Yep. And if you're going downwards, if you're counting backwards and you're really 60, but today you're 23, that's fine too. If you're 23 at heart. (laughs) Exactly. Age is a mindset, not a number. All right, Esme, share with me a good thing happening in your life this week. As you all know, if you listen to our episodes, I am home in Minnesota, and there are so many good things about being here, but number one is that I'm here with my family, and I want to specifically shout out my dad because he actually enjoys cooking, so me being here is kind of just like constantly getting wined and dined with delicious home-cooked meals and oh my god it's fantastic so dad thank you for enjoying the process of cooking and for sharing that enjoyment with me and my belly because hanging out with you is great but hanging out with you and eating food that you make is even better so (laughs) (laughs) preach it preach i love that food that actually ties in to my good thing sort of because mine is also about cooking and food surprise Um, my aunt Joan left me a book with all of our old family recipes from like my grandparents 
and I could not find it for the longest time, but there's one recipe in there that I absolutely love that we used to make all the time together, and it's called Buckeyes, the chocolate peanut butter balls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's called Buckeyes because my family's from Ohio, so it goes with their team and their sports. But this dessert is hands down so awesome. And I just want to say I'm really thankful that she gave me some recipes because I've had all this time to cook. That was always something I was super passionate in learning more about and getting more creative with. So quarantine has actually let me become a better chef. So all, not complaining about that. All of the that. respect to your traditional family desserts, but we have a dessert in my household that is going to knock it out of the park. It is called... Don't even. It is called a s'mores dip. And it is the easiest thing ever because you literally just get an oven-safe dish. You can do a glass dish. You can do a cast iron skillet, whatever you want. Then you put mm -hmm. chocolate chips on the bottom and some marshmallows on the top, and you stick it in the oven until the chocolate is melty and the marshmallows are golden brown. And then you take it out, and while it's hot, you break the graham crackers into their little tiny rectangle shape, and you dip it in to the marshmallow and chocolate. It okay. is s'mores here, dip. Here. You heard it here first. <laughs> all the Good Things podcast bringing you the best dessert of all time. <laughs> I think we have to say that they're equal because yours is a warm dish and mine is a no-bake, refrigerate, done real quick, easy, simple ingredients. So if well, you want a cold mine has item... Two ingredients. <laughs> Mine has three. Yours does have three graham crackers. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> equal, Either way, I think they're dishes, both awesome. Apples and oranges. But if you want exactly. to experience the campfire magic without an actual campfire, there's one that you should try. <laughs> that does sound awesome. Speaking of campfires, Kristen's good thing. Wow, we're really good at segues today. Crush it. Kristen's good thing is that she recently just got back from a solo camping trip in Sedona. So cool. I love Sedona. The Red Rocks there are fantabulous. Shout out to Kristen, first of all, for going on a solo camping trip. But this is really funny. And she actually just messaged us th this story while we were recording like the intro. <laughs> she was so blissed out after her solo camping trip that she came back to LA and realized that she had left her entire suitcase at her family's home and had only come back to California with her trusty backpack. So she has to get another flight <laughs> back to Alabama so she can pick up her suitcase with everything else that she brought <laughs> for her trip. I think that's her secret conscious way of saying, I need to spend more time with family. This is my excuse to do it. <laughs> Also, Kristen, just so you know, we shared this story with Ollie, and he said, what a donut. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like this, what a donut. There we go. That's, that's how he actually we said it. <laughs> <laughs> what a donut. But anyway, we still love you, and we thought that was super funny. I hope whoever's listening to this laughs. We're just happy that you had such a good time that you forgot all of your stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Who does? Exactly. You, were, you were on cloud nine. <laughs> she was floating. She wasn't there. Float? <laughs> she no. was Mary float, Poppins float, in it. Float, float. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening to our good things. And I hope it inspires you to acknowledge some good things happening in your life right now. Oh, I thought you were giving me the hand, but she was, you're just preaching me. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> preaching, Melissa. 
Oh, that's good. Now for our stories, what you all showed up for. Esme, will you take us away? I got you, girl. My story is called Hug Time. Yes, I love hug time. Hug time is the best time. Hugging is is fantastic. There's a reason why we all love to cuddle. There's a reason why hugs are one of the greatest things of all time. There is a reason why when you get a really good hug, your mood is instantly elevated. Human touch is just undeniably awesome. Human touch is one of the most important sensations that we have. It is the very first sense to develop in the womb, and it is a fundamental part of being human. And one of the sad things about coronavirus is that that magic of experiencing human touch has drastically decreased because we're not in spaces where we're meeting and hugging our friends with as much consistency as we used to. And one family in Rockford, Illinois, was feeling this, and they specifically really, really, really wanted to hug their great-grandma. This story is about a woman named Carly Marinaro. It's probably Marinaro. I swear all your stories find people with, like, the most interesting names. Marinaro. Okay, it's definitely Marin... How's it spelled? (laughs) Help me, Melissa. First of all, that looks like marinara. <laughs> I think it's marina- marinaro. Marinaro? Marinaro. It's spelled like marinara, except for without an E at the end, or an A at the Marin- end. Oh, you're right. Marinaro. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a name spelled like spaghetti pasta and not say it like that. <laughs> all right. We're just going to call her Carly. I like that. And she has a beautiful family full of children. And like all of us, she also has a grandmother. And what's really special about her family is that her kids have a really close bond with their great-grandma, which is Carly's grandma. And her kids call her Nana. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. Their great-grandma is alive. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. they're really young kids, right? Like, they're they're itty-bitty chicken nuggets. Teeny weenies. They're itty-bitty teeny weeny chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Carly's kids love their Nana, and they really have been sad throughout COVID-19 because they haven't been able to hug or spend time with their great-grandma. And Carly was not down to just wait quarantine out. She hopped on her brilliant brain and decided to create a hug time contraption in her front yard so that her kids could hug their great grandmother. That sounds like hot tub time machine. So let me describe hot tub time machine hug time style. (laughs) So the hug time machine is very innovative. It is basically a frame of PVC pipe that's way taller than a human and way wider than a bunch of children. So, I don't know. Pretty big. Okay. Pretty big. I'm imagining something really big. So, big PVC pipe frame, and it's stabilized with more PVC pipe. And it basically forms this wall between... The kids and their great-grandma. Okay. And in what they used in between the PVC pipe was a window insulator kit 
for a sliding screen door. So it's literally a massive thing of plastic that is see-through, as if you were going to see through a window, that's encased by this PVC pipe frame. Okay. And then she cut out two holes, two big holes, the height of the grandma's arms, and (gasps) duct taped livestock disposable gloves to it. Oh my god! I can imagine So, (laughs) livestock disposable gloves go all the way up to your shoulder. So it's basically like duct taped holes with shoulder, complete arm length gloves that you can stick through. And on the grandma's side, they're, they're the grandma's height. And when you stick your arms through, it goes towards the house. Then on the kid's side, she also cut out holes, but they're way shorter. And she put the same gloves, but they face outwards towards the street. So the kids are standing on the house side and the grandma who is their great-grandma, Nana. We'll just call her Nana. When they stick their arms through, they're reaching out towards the street and to, to their Nana. Oh, that's such a good idea. Right? And then they had to make it cute, so they made some really big letters that said hug time, and they put all of these colorful hearts around it. So when the grandma comes up, she sees this, like, giant plastic frame that says hug time with a bunch of hearts and her three little great grandkids lined up ready to stick their arms through and give her a hug wouldn't that be just a magical thing to watch imagine walking down the road and then you can see like these little kids able to be in contact and feel the touch of a hug even if they're wearing gloves they're still hugging yes so it's basically that would make me cry. brilliant contraption, and it's so special. And Carly posted a video of the whole entire process, even before the Nana got there. So her kids were running around the yard, and it was so precious because they were screaming, like, I see her, I see her, as she was driving up. And another one shouted, oh, she's turning, she's turning, it's hug time. And then Carly had them all line up. And the Nana got out of the car and walked up and was just like, oh my gosh, who thought of this idea? It's so clever. And she reached her arms through the little livestock disposable gloves and the other kids reached the opposite direction and they were able to hug each other through the plastic. And the whole time she was just saying like, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, I got seconds. And the kids like, it's my turn. It's my turn. And it was just this big safe COVID-19 brilliant hugging contraption and it was so special because it was able to reunite this Nana with her great-grandkids with a hug which like when's the last time you hug someone that's not in your quarantine circle that is so special and they were just able to spend that time to together with with that close physical contact without actually putting anyone at risk of getting a disease. I love that. So beautiful and so innovative. That is my hug time story. Oh, Esme, I wish we could build a hug time, but we need one that crosses like 3,000 miles of distance. (laughs) We can just hug our phones at the same time. Everyone, if you need a hug time, but you don't have a backyard or someone's across the world, do a hug screen time. Thank you for sharing that story, Esme. It really inspires me to do want to do something creative to be able to hug or see the people that are out of my quarantine circle so that I can be closer to them. I got you, girl. And I can't wait until I can hug you again. Screen hugs. Tears.
Uh, On the topic of reuniting, I've also got a story about these two amazing women who reunite. Woo! Can't wait to hear it, girl. (laughs) So the whole story starts when these two women who are both nurses working at the same hospital on the same floor have no idea who each other are, but they both have Korean descent. So it was one of Holly's patients, Holly O'Brien, she's 47, she is Korean born, but American raised. And her patient said, how come you don't know the other Korean nurse who works the same shift and on the same floor as you? And this patient was just trying to be nice, trying to ask her questions like, isn't that cool? Like maybe you're both from the same town originally. And Holly listened to the patient and she just kind of thought, hmm, that is interesting. Like, why have I never said hi to her? So they've been working all this time together and they don't even know each other. But Holly's intrigued to learn if this other nurse, Megan Hughes, is from the same town. So naturally, finally, they decide to meet. And it turns out that Holly and Megan both have the same Korean last name. Ooh. Yeah, their last name is Shin. So even though Holly O'Brien is her American name given by her adoptive family, and Megan Hughes is the name given by her adoptive family, they both have the same Korean last name, which was like, whoa. But then there is it a thinking, common Korean last name? Or is it Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh that's a common Korean last name. Cool, but not like out of the ordinary. Well, what's super special is she told the patient. I did actually meet the other girl. Her name's Megan, and we have the same Korean last name. It's super cool. And we are both from South Korea. So that's awesome. So the patient noticed, like, oh, that's super cool. Did you find out anything else? As if hinting that they're going to, you know, know everything about each other's past lives being in South Korea. But little does the patient know, South Korea has more than 50 million people. There are over 1.7 million Korean Americans living in the U.S. So it is a whole country. It is a whole country. It's not (laughs) like we're talking about a super small town, like I think this patient seems to suggest. (laughs) I feel like that's, like, if you're an American and you're studying abroad, and someone's like, oh, I also know this person from America. And you're like, great, there's... 50 states. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that's how uh, Holly was interpreting it. She still thought it was cute that the patient was saying that, but she's like, well, it's not like we're going to know each other super well. And when Holly and Megan got to talking more, they found just a bunch of strange parallels in their lives. Of course, the first being that their last name in Korean is the same. They're two years apart in age, and they are both adopted. They were both... Um, orphans with the cause of abandonment and when they were talking about families only holly had the slight remembrance of her family where megan did not the younger one and holly said this is so weird what i'm about to share with you but we both have the same reason for being sent to an orphanage abandonment and i remember having this dream about waking up when I was like five years old and seeing my father remarried with like another little baby girl. And Megan was like, really? Like, that's so strange. And she's like, I know this sounds crazy, but what if we take at-home DNA tests and send it out just to see what happens? Because I've always felt like I've been missing a baby sister. 
oh my gosh. And Megan was like, yeah, sure. Like, I have no idea who my parents are. Like, I was too young when I was adopted. And my adoptive family has no idea either. So I'm down to do this. I would love to. Before I jump into the results of that, Holly was adopted by a family in Virginia. And they are just amazing people. They've adopted eight other kids as well from all over the world. Oh my gosh. So she has a lot of non-biological sisters and brothers. And her adoptive family raised them super kindly and super well. She loves her family. And Megan was adopted from a family in New York. And also has a wonderful experience, but not many other adoptive brothers or sisters, unlike Holly. Well, what's crazy is, because Holly has this slight remembrance of seeing a baby sister somewhere in one of her dreams when she was younger, where she said, oh my god, like I need to find my baby sister. When she talked to her adoptive family about it in West Virginia, they said that they remember having this dream when she was like five or six, and that they had reached out to Korea South Korea, the orphanage where they got her and asked if there's any information about a a potential sister of Holly's. And the Korean orphanage said, no, we don't have any record of one. So they let it go. They didn't continue to wander down that rabbit hole. And then, lo and behold, their DNA samples came back. And it was, in fact, a match. No way. I know. After more than 7,500 miles and four long decades, Holly and Megan realized they were half-sisters. Oh my gosh. And to end up in the same job in the same city at the same hospital with the same shift on the same floor. Oh, that's meant to be for sure. Crazy. They're both nurses. um, Both working really hard right now during COVID to help support and heal everyone. But I love what I heard from Holly when she was asked, how did it feel to know that you finally found your half-sister, that your gut intuition, that dream you saw is real? And she said, I love my adoptive family and all my adoptive brothers and sisters, but being able to find my sister and make a true biological connection this late in my life is especially sweet. It feels like I had angels watching over me, and I must have done something good in a past life. Oh, I bet the patient was one of those angels. I bet that patient brought them together. And now the two sisters are very active in each other's lives. They wear special necklaces, each with a heart-shaped charm as a symbol of their bond. And Holly doesn't have any kids of her own, but Megan does. And she's already become an aunt to the kids and is over often and feels like she got a real family connection that she had been missing and longing for and wondering about all her life. And they continue to go to work together on the same floor at the same hospital, same shift, and do good by each other's side while continuing to grow their bond as sisters. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that, Melissa. You're so welcome. To be reunited after that many years is incredible and oftentimes almost impossible to imagine. But the fact that it happened where their stories brought them that close together, it was fate. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you for listening. Apparently, my word vocabulary has ceased to function. (laughs) 
I hope these stories inspire you to get creative and innovative and never stop searching for ways to reconnect and reunite with the ones you love, even if they're friends, family, or just strangers that you want to get to know more. But again, do it safely. (laughs) I appreciate you listening to our episodes every week, and we will be back next Monday with some more good stories. Again, please comment, like, rate, subscribe, and share us with your friends if you would like to support us. And look out for the merch coming soon. Merch! I am such a sucker for apparel you don't even understand. Like, I love it. I have a burning passion for apparel. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Our designs are cool. They're awesome. We we are onto something. They are really cute. And gender neutral. (laughs) So if you're excited to see, stay tuned. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday and your week, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss To remind us all that life is a gift And because we truly care All the good things we share